listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 113. Today's episode is for you if you want more purpose, confidence, and ease in your life. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Samantha Riley, and after being in business for 20 years, I took the leap of faith from a traditional bricks and mortar business into the online world and created a business based around my expertise. Now I have a life that gives me the freedom to work wherever I have an internet connection. I'm now obsessed with helping the unheard experts who are brilliant at what they do but feel like the world's best kept secret transform to influential thought leaders, all while creating a business which gives them the freedom to create their life by design. Join me as we explore the strategies that you can implement to create and grow a business based on your expertise. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome back to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Now, if you're ready to be seen and to be heard more so that your message reaches more people and you're ready to step up and make a bigger impact. This episode is for you today. I've invited Alison Callan, who is a heart-led global success and clarity coach. Her mission is to champion introverted and intuitive women starting in business or who are taking their professions by storm to ensure they step up to be seen and heard more. This is a great episode where we talk about all of the fears and frustrations that hound people as they're trying to build their profile. So let's dive right into the Thought Leaders Business Lab with Alison Callan. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Alison. It's so wonderful to have you joining me here today. Thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. I'm really looking forward to today's topic because I think it's a topic that affects so many women. I'm sure it affects men too, but I know that you specifically work with women. And it's all around being afraid to put ourselves out there and being afraid that other people are going to judge us for what we're doing. And as business owners, when we're putting us, you know, we're putting ourselves out there every day, it's such a huge thing. So I'm really looking forward to diving down this rabbit hole and hearing all the tips that you've got for us today. But before we start, I'd love you to share with us how you got to where you are today and what your business looks like today. It was actually when I fell pregnant believe it or not. So I fell pregnant with my first son, Max, over six years ago now. And I had this amazing vision of becoming a mum and what my life was going to be like and how incredible I was going to feel. And when I finally announced my pregnancy to my place of work at the time, I was kind of faced with so much negative talk around how difficult life was going to be as a parent, how difficult life was was for mums giving birth and all that kind of thing. And I, mm-hmm. I just thought, oh my goodness. And I got overwhelmed. And one night I thought, hang on a second, I'm starting to buy into this uh-huh. behavior, this response, this way of thinking. And that's not what I want my life to be like. I still have this opportunity that's ahead of me that I don't have to think about that has anything to do with somebody else's story. So I needed to connect back with what I believe where my vision and my mission was going. And so I decided to connect back to that. And all of a sudden, everything aligned in a way that was completely different in my life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I had this amazing parenting journey. And when I had my second child, I decided that I needed to replicate exactly what I'd done. But it was never going to be enough because I needed to evolve and to grow. And that's when I decided to get my coaching accreditation, which is what I'd always wanted to do, and finally get a 
accredited with the ICF, having had a big history of coaching and doing it in my career. And then I studied mindfulness to support my coaching. Mm-hmm. And that's how I'd managed to change my beliefs around what I was hearing with other people. And there I created my business to support my application to become an accredited coach. And then Clarity Through Conscious Creation was was born as where my business began. And since then, I've just been evolving and evolving and evolving, listening to the people that I've been working with, doing a lot of research around why people think the way that they do, how they respond as opposed to react, the different techniques that we can use to change our behaviors and our thoughts. And it's become an intrinsic part of who I am and where my business has evolved. And as a result, my programs have been created around all of that learning and all of that, I guess, osmosis through doing. I always find it really intriguing to get people's answers to that question because there is no I started here and then I got there. There's always this journey that goes over here and then it goes over there. And people think that we have, you know, that some people have this journey where they end up just at point B. But I don't think I know anyone who has the same program, you know, a few years in than what they did when they started. I cannot think of anyone that does because we are, we're changing. We're always showing up as different people every day and we're you know, listening and finding out what people want that are attracted to us. And it's our journey as well. You know, every time I meet with a new client, I learn something different about myself, a different way of doing things, a different understanding. I expand as much as they expand. And I really enjoy that process. It's so collaborative and it's so different and it sparks a level of inspiration that has only been unlocked through that particular experience and that really excites me so yeah I'm really really grateful to just be open to that intuitive nudge that really pushes my business and myself forwards I think that's the best part of being a coach that we get free coaching from our clients every single day (laughs) I know that I I sometimes will get off a call and go hmm I felt like I was just coaching myself then (laughs) it's all so relevant you know no matter how many stages we go through in business I always find there's there's a trigger somewhere that unlocks something that I think, yeah, I need to do the next hurdle in that, especially like you were saying at the beginning about talking about visibility. I feel like I've been on this amazing visibility journey myself throughout my career and throughout my business of just reaching new heights. Totally. Now, I find it really interesting that so many people want to go into business, yet they're afraid of being seen and heard. And, mm. you know, it's really... Even the people that are afraid of putting themselves out there know in themselves that it's not going to work hiding behind a screen. However, we've got this thing going on in their head of, I know that's what I want to do, or they might actually sometimes probably they don't even know that they're doing it to the extent that they're doing it. What is like the very first thing that we can do to change that thinking of we need to put ourselves out there and it's okay, we're safe? I think understanding why you want to put yourself out there in the first place. What is the actual message that you have to convey and why is it so important to you? I find that when, you know, my business is personal, it's connected to my story, it's connected to my experiences, it's connected to why I feel I have a contribution in the world that's Mm -hmm. meaningful and I have a different perspective that I can add that brings value. And I think when people actually start placing the importance on that expression and that communication, 
it changes the way they show up. It changes the way they approach things. It's no longer about, I need to be seen and heard and, oh, my God. It's actually, this is a really important message. This, this is no longer about me. It's about the people that I want to help. It's about the change that I want to create. It's about, honestly, what I believe in that is backed up by my experience. So it's not just I'm trying to stand up here as a thought leader and spout some new terminology. There's actually something going on behind it. There's a story, there's a scope, there's a person, there's people. And this is how I can help you as a result of that. And I think that pathway of rethinking just shapes that expression so much better for people to be able to connect with as opposed mm-hmm. to thinking I'm being seen, everyone's looking at me, I'm, I'm being heard. It's not about the importance of the person so much as the message and the support they want to convey. I really love that. So how often do you find that people haven't tapped into their story? They've started their business, but they haven't quite tapped into what that story is yet. The people that I work with are very empathic. So they're very feeling people and they understand they've got this underlying mission. So for them, it's a driving force, but there's no logical connection between actually you've been there, you've experienced this, this is a valid place to be at for you to take the next step to start talking. For the people that I work with, this is very common. A lot of people, because I've done a lot of corporate stuff as well, you know, this is connected to what are our, what is our mission statement? What is our vision? And that's kind of the collective approach that a lot of people talk about. And they find that when they're doing this as a self-starter in business, having a vision and a mission that they can easily tap into and share is too big to begin with. They don't feel <laughs> worthy enough to take that journey and communicate it. Wow. Yeah. They don't feel worthy enough to share their big vision. That's huge. How do we get over that? There's so many different ways that people have got over that. But I think figuring out what self-worth is, is a huge thing. And again, it's that expression of what do I need to feel worthy of? You know, following, you've mentioned before, rabbit holes. This is a good one. (laughs) Following that rabbit hole of what does self-worth mean? Why would I not be worthy of communicating my truth? If that's what I see and that's what I believe and that's what I can express and it's for the greater good, then what is there to not be worthy of? And I think that self-worth piece is very much connected to whether or not I'm going to be judged because if they don't feel strong and true and grounded in the message they want to convey, there's that worry that any kind of judgment or assumption of judgment or where could I have gone wrong or how could I have failed it just becomes a lot easier to chip away at that lack of self-worth. And the other thing is sometimes people have this huge vision and this huge mission and it feels a little bit overwhelming. Yes. How do they bridge the gap between where they are now, which is possibly nowhere near this, yes. to becoming the person, not just having the business, that actually gets them there? Yes. And it's taking those incremental smaller steps along the way to actually achieve that and yes. realizing that there's no time frame, you know, it's a movable feat that will adjust and change as they evolve and grow and as their business evolves and grows. But I think having somebody to bring that in and limit the overwhelm of the enormity is helpful. Totally. We need to know where we're going, but we only need to know the ne- next step of how to get there. That thinking, but I don't, I hear it all the time, but I don't know how to get there. You don't need to know right now because the who can help you and the what you need and the how to do it will all just, it will all fall into place as long as you know with clarity exactly where it is that you're going. Yeah. And how that feels at the end of it, you know, 
one of the things that I've noticed is people getting very frightened about niching and niching too much and wanting to, having so many set skills, they don't know which niche to focus on. And that's where I love talking to them about exploration. You know, try, try each avenue, see which one really fits with what you're trying to explore and expand on. Develop your skills, develop your exposure in these arenas because you don't have to be, you don't have to be so limited in, in the beginning when you're trying to figure out who you are in this business. I think one of the biggest self-development journeys is creating a business. I've totally. never learned so much about myself. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> Absolutely. And I remember you know, interviewing Emma Franklin Bell. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. And she said it's the day that she embraced that every day was just like an experiment in her business and took all that fear of failure away and just like, oh, let's just try it and see what happens. Yep. The day everything fell into place because you're not putting so much value or, or you don't need to know what's going to work or what's not because in actual fact, we don't know anyway. Yeah, yeah we've not created this pathway. Like this business is completely unique to who, who I am, what I'm doing, what I've achieved and nobody apart from myself is going to be able to foresee and tell me where that's going to end up and who I'm going to end up becoming as a result of that. So it's a real unraveling and I am very much with Emerald on that. I love that. <laughs> that fact that every day is an experiment. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Now, I know that a lot of people get really caught up in that. I want this thing, but I don't know how to get there. And we just talked about the overwhelm now. But that overwhelm holds so many people back. And I really want to tap into this now. You know, we've talked about you don't need to know how to get there. What's something that we can do or understand to just to help us get to that next step? One of the questions I love to ask is what, is what is it going to take for you to take that next step without fear, mm -hmm. without judgment, without worry of self? And I use a lot of what if statements, mm -hmm. you know, what if this one thing happens, then what? Yeah. You know? What if that one thing happens? Well, then what? You know? And most of the time, it is that fear of actually, well, if I explore all of these what ifs and none of them really phase me and I know that I can handle each one of them, then what am I worried about? You know, I trust myself to be able to deal with these situations should they arise. But if my focus is always on what if, then I'm never actually focusing and putting all my attention in the direction I actually want to go with mm -hmm. the result that I actually want to have. So exploring that what if and realizing that we're capable to face any of those, then we can then focus on the, okay, so what is the outcome that we're looking for? What mm. is the one thing that we're approaching? And what is the next step that we can take to take us in that direction? As mm. of these other things that are distracting us. Yes. Yeah. So instead of asking ourselves the question, we're just telling us ourselves, this is the thing, we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> you did say that you help people understand, you know, what would it be like without fear? Mm. I'm really intrigued by this because I feel that a lot of people feel fear and then think, well, but I, I'm different. I'm not like those successful people. I'm not like those other people. And I'm a big action taker mm. and I still feel fear. And I feel that a lot of people don't take that next step because they think, oh, we have to wait until we don't feel the fear. And mm. sure, you know, I think that the more you tap into that vision, the more attached to that you are. So the fear does lessen. 
But that doesn't, like for me personally, that fear doesn't go away when I'm trying something new or when I'm putting myself in a new app in a bigger way. Like, yeah. you know, do you have that feeling as well or do you have that 100% knowing all the time that it's all cool no. and you're... <laughs> I've got all the spectrum of emotions and I feel fear just like everybody else does. I think I just don't take that as red. I allow myself moments where I go, oh my God, I'm actually feeling fear. And this is the big thing, actually noticing and identifying what that feeling is, because sometimes it's not fear. Sometimes it's my intuition saying this just doesn't feel right. Uh huh. And that's why I'm feeling, uh, you know, the feeling the fear because it's not right. And I don't yes. actually enjoy this. I don't want to be doing this. So yes. do something else. Yes. Other times it's, oh my God, can I actually pull this off? Can I actually do this? I, yes. I feel you know, all the things that other people think, you know, I, I'm not ready, I can't do this. And I'm very much about inspired action. So when I get ahead of creativity, I'm like, oh, I need to do this. And I actually need to roll in that particular moment because that's when I have the best energy around it, as opposed yeah. to if I wait too long, the fear comes in with all the what ifs. Mm. And I don't have time for the what ifs anymore. I suppose I've been enough cycles of my business to know and enough experiences of myself in situations and on the self-development journey myself that I know now I'm not always going to get it right. Mm -hmm. And what is right anyway? I love it. Anyone that can't see, that was the bunny ears (laughs) of right, which is my expectation of myself which is always up here as yep. opposed to realistic you know what is the best outcome here or what is the one that I'd actually really like or you know why am I actually even doing it what is the outcome I'm actually looking for but yes the fear is always there you know I hold my breath at certain times and think oh god I'm doing it again but it's so much fun at the same time you know when something works out or when it's the right thing or you know if I have a if I launch something And I only launch it once because actually I've gone through that process and I don't enjoy it anymore. So I stop it. You know, it's project management techniques. You know, when something doesn't need to be done, isn't working, isn't providing fulfillment, it's all right to stop it. That's not a failure. That's a conscious choice that you're making to do the right thing by you, other people and your business. I love that you mentioned that because I know I've got a friend that we chat quite often and they just said to me a few months ago, is like, oh, cool, that thing that you're talking about, is it fun? And I went, oh, my goodness, because fun is one of my core values. And I went, actually, it's not. Why am I doing this? (laughs) It's always worth surrounding yourself with the right people who ask good questions. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fun is a huge part of it. I mean, I want to have fun. I want to connect with amazing people. I want to have interesting conversations. I've never been one of those people who will just sit there and have conversations about the weather I Uh I really like in-depth nitty-gritty getting to the heart of a person and understanding their sole purpose and reason and I love that but we all want to have fun right we all want to actually enjoy what we're doing and I think if you do your business is going to thrive as a result of it because you're Mm. going to bring that energy into it and so many people don't so many people think they should be further ahead than they actually are feel as though they're never doing enough and you know all of that fear and that worry and that self-criticism breeds not a great day at the office. Yeah, totally. Fun is definitely something that most of us want. We yeah. just talked about fear. I'd love mm-hmm. to hear your perspective on this because when we're building a business, there is so much that we don't know. Like you said before, there is, it is such a great learning curve, like not just about ourselves, but 
you know, if a lot of there's a lot of people that are experts in what they do, but have maybe been in a corporate, never had to look after their marketing before, never had to look after funnels, websites, social media, yeah. lead magnets, you name it, have no idea about any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's very fearful. So it's not really fun when you're on this journey to creating all the new things. How do we separate the this is not fun, but we need to be on the other side of this and this is not fun, we need to not do this. I've just given you like a piece of yes. say, how long is this piece of string? But I think that this is really interesting. So there are things in my business that I'm not good at. They're not my expertise and they take me a lot longer to do. And that's what I bring the attention to. They might not be, you can make them fun. You can make the interesting because this is your this, I always think of this as my baby. You know, I'm birthing this amazing business uh-huh. and it's got my energy all over it, my stamp all over it. It's got quirks all over it. You know, it might have spelling mistakes all over it. <laughs> spelling mistakes, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's fun. And I want people to see that expression of me through all of those things that, that work and don't work because some of those things that don't work are some of the best learning experiences I've had to make the next thing super amazing. Yes. And being able to share with people that that is an experience when they do get on the other side of it, it's so much better. Right? I think we put ourselves under so much pressure to create this ideal lead magnet. And actually, you know, what does that other person looking at your lead magnet actually need? They need you to solve a simple problem that they have overworked in their mind into something bigger and gnarlier than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. And you can help them, you can support them. And that should bring, does to me, a lot of satisfaction when I'm creating it, no matter how tricky it might be. I love the fact that eventually one day I can outsource all of these amazing pieces of zones of genius that are not mine to geniuses that Mm -hmm. support me and buy into my business. But being the control freak that I am, I I want to know how intricately everything works before I give it away to somebody else. So I get it. So I understand it because it's an an extension of who I am and what I'm putting out into the world. And I want to know every single iota of space that it takes up. So I think taking people down that journey of understanding and knowing that they really do know the mechanics of their business from the beginning so that they can feel what works for them, what doesn't work for them, what they like, what they don't like. And it's okay not to like something, but the first time you do it is going to be the hardest. Mm. After that, it just gets so much easier. You get slicker. You get a better understanding of how to make things hum and how things can come together. You know, I mean, technology is one of those things, isn't it? I'm sure when you were creating your first funnel, your first social media platform, I know my guys get very frustrated with automated connections with WordPress and things like that. It's tricky. It's hard. Mm -hmm to do that, to do coding, to upload things and bits and pieces. But um, eventually the satisfaction they feel having done that and put that out into the world as theirs is amazing. I agree with that satisfaction. I think there's nothing more satisfying than doing something that has brought you to your knees, that has brought you to tears, (laughs) that has kept you awake at night thinking, I can't do this. (laughs) To actually get it done is the best feeling. And, you know, it's just, it's such a journey. And I love that you've touched And I had this conversation only just earlier with a a brand new client of mine saying that 
I am a big believer in outsourcing the things that are not in your genius zone. However, I'm not a fan of outsourcing them before you've done them. I also, like you, think that we do need to understand what those jobs are. It gives us a greater empathy for the people at the other end that are doing those jobs. It also means that we understand how things come together so that we're able to steer the ship, I guess, essentially down the track. And it also means that we can outsource when we do understand what we're talking about because a lot of people will try and outsource something they don't understand and then get frustrated when they don't get a job back exactly how they wanted it. But it's because they didn't understand how to hand it off. So I think that there is a lot of value in learning all of these things in your business, even if you are not going to keep continuing to do them. Like, I just do not do any video editing in my business whatsoever. Like, I hate it. (laughs) But at least I've done a little bit of it so I can tell people this is exactly what I want. I want this here, this here, this here, this here. So they know the task. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think knowing everything that there is to know about how you like things done then you can appreciate when someone else can come in and, you know, do system strategies around how to streamline things better that you haven't yet thought about or come across. You know, it's having people as well in your corner and being able to talk about, I'm not alone. Everyone has gone through this, you know, just because you're talking to somebody five years down the line who's actually done all of this stuff five years ago, you know, and they've evolved as the technologies evolved because they already understood the beginnings It makes it so much easier, but it doesn't mean that it was easier for them in the beginning. It just means they're five years ahead of where we are now. And I think a lot of people being on social media don't appreciate that time span, don't Uh appreciate that actually there's a lot of different people at a lot of different stages having had a lot of different experiences. I have heard that it's like one year in internet years is like dog years, you know, like it's seven years in one internet year. And I must say, I'm inclined to agree. (laughs) I have not heard that, but I like it. Yeah. It does feel like that. Uh, It really does. Yeah, yeah, totally. What Mm. about people who are afraid to put themselves out there in a niche where they feel that is already full? There's already all of these people out there doing what I want to do and they're Mm. already amazing at it. So I don't want to put myself out there because, like, there's already too many of of this thing. I'd love Mm. to get your perception on this. Like if someone was listening to this right now and they were thinking, you know, I really love to, you know, to coach people on X, Y, Z, but, you know, there's so many people out there already doing it and especially, you know, Guru, ABC and CDE. Yeah, I think Guru, ABC and D&E, they don't resonate with everyone. Uh Just because they've got where they are and they have had the experience and they've found their space in the world and they're very confident, they've been through the lessons, they've got the business structures, they're established, they're well and truly established, doesn't mean that there isn't room for somebody else to be coming in. And I believe that everyone's unique expression deserves to be validated in the field that they want it to be in. The amount of people I know that have actually gone down this route and started a business that is theirs. So intrinsically, this is why I'm doing it. This is why it means so much to me. This is why I'm so passionate about it. I have my own history. I have my own story. I have my own experiences and my own benefits to bring to this space, this niche. And I can speak from my space and my perspective and my experiences, regardless of if they're similar to somebody else's, in my own unique way through my communicative skills, then I think you're going to reach the people that need you and connect with you over 
said gurus because there's so many people in the world that need so many different things and you know we have to hear things between 12 and 20 times but if we're hearing the same thing over and over again from somebody that we don't necessarily always connect with and somebody else comes in and says it in a terminology that connects with us even if it might be the same outcome it still matters it matters just as much as the as the guru speak that connection and that trust and that relationship that you build with those people that matters so having your own story having your own voice one of the things I tell my clients when they feel overwhelmed and saturated with all this comparisonitis is just just turn off your feeds don't have them don't look at anybody else in your arena at all that's the one thing I did when Uh I started my business I was like I don't want to be a C in the noise I want to speak in my speak in my way without any external influences and I just shut down all of my newsfeed so that it was literally just focused on anything that was nothing like me and what I was generating and was in alignment with my values. So it was something that was different from everything I was doing. But to be honest, I'm building a business. I don't have time to scroll social media anyway. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people do. A lot of people do that in the beginning of business to try and find some inspiration. And Mm. I just think, don't go external for inspiration, find it internally, Mm. find your own inspiration and and tap into what it is because inspiration externally runs out. Internal inspiration based on who we are, what we are and all of our experiences, that doesn't run out. You know, every single day, it's something like you said, every day is an experiment. I can talk about something new every single day on a live in a different way that adds value through the experiences that I've had just in that in that pocket of 24 hours. Totally. You know, it's not just about the other person or these gurus knowing the topic. It's about where they're at at their journey because I know that, you know, when you're starting out, someone with a lot of confidence can actually be quite overwhelming. That maybe, you know, if we're a a quiet and a more reserved person, then we may want to work with someone that's a bit more quiet and reserved. Different personality types appeal to different people. I can remember... The only corporate job that I ever had, I was working for our local council and I was only 19 years old when I went for this position in the finance department and the other people that were interviewing, I actually knew some of them because I'd been to business college with them and one of the women, you know, she was, I say a lot older, I was 19, she was probably only 30, (laughs) you know, but she had a couple of kids and she was like so poised and I remember she turned up to the interview in this red suit, stilettos and the red lipstick and the whole thing. And I was just like, oh, I don't even know why I'm here. I don't know why I'm interviewing for this position. She's going to get it. And I ended up getting that position. And I said to them afterwards, I said, look, you know, I really honestly thought that this person would get get this position. And they said, oh, she was so confident. We didn't feel that she could really fit into us as a team. We're a very, very tight-knit team. We needed someone a little bit more quiet, a little bit more reserved, which clearly they didn't know who I really was. (laughs) But, you know, it just goes to show that, that everyone's different and we need different people at different times for different reasons. We do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I thoroughly agree. Love it, love it. So for people that are loving what you're talking about, Alison, and they'd like to stay connected with you, how can they do that? On Facebook, that is the main platform I hang out in. That was the one that I can get as chatty as I like in and I quite like that. (laughs) Nice. And you've got a Facebook group. I do. The Conscious Creation Community is where I do all my live videos, all my chit chats, all of my 
thoughts and my processes and add a lot of value. So I really enjoy showing up in that group. So they're my creationers and they're definitely the type of people that are aligned with, I guess, purposeful business. Yeah. I love creationers. That totally appeals to my my uh, I make up words all the time kind of side of me. (laughs) Fantastic. Alison, for someone that's listening that has heard all of the value that you've been dropping, which has been just so much, what is the one message that you want to leave them with today? I heard this quote the other day that is really, really beautiful and it sums up so much of what I think we need to remind ourselves. We can do absolutely anything, but we can't do everything at the same time. So that just really hit home because there is a world of opportunities and possibilities and I thoroughly believe that we can consciously create exactly what we want in this world. We just can't do it all right now. We need to set ourselves a strategy, we need to have a plan and we need to just remember that it connects with our purpose and who we want to be in this world and take it step by step. Love it. Alison, thanks so much for joining me here in the lab today. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people, people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.